Rock and Roll. Welcome to Jay's Rock and Roll Stories. I am your host, Jay. This is our very first episode. We're going to rock and roll. Today, we are going to talk about the guitarist, Mike Bloomfield. Yes, Michael Bloomfield. Michael Bloomfield was born in Chicago, 1943. Uh, His father was a wealthy man who owned a uh, restaurant supplies company. You know, he made like, you know, salt shakers, uh, ketchup squeezers, that kind of thing. So Michael was exposed to uh, radio, blues, blues and rock and roll radio that had seven or eight uh, radio stations at the time when he was a kid. And he was hearing uh, things like, you know, Muddy Waters, B.B. King, Albert King, Magic Sam. And realizing that he's in Chicago and these guys are from Chicago, that he could travel a little bit from his, you know, his uh, nice neighborhood and take a couple trains down to south side of chicago and see these guys play and that's what he would do every day he would go check out these these clubs watch these guys play and it got to the point where i don't know where this guy got got the balls like this but he would bring his guitar uh get on stage plug in and play with these guys he would play with money waters he would play with bb king at the same time there was this uh guy doing the same thing almost that was paul butterfield who was a harmonica player and uh Eventually, these these two would meet up, Michael Bloomfield and Paul Butterfield. Michael Bloomfield says he was terrified of, of Paul Butterfield. He said that uh, there, he was involved in some shady stuff. He had pistols, that kind of thing. And these were, these were dangerous clubs, too. Uh, I heard a good interview where Michael Bloomfield talks about how um, you know people would get stabbed, shot, killed, beat up. And there's this one time Mike Bloomfield... He was in a club. It's a crazy story. This guy comes in, slams a severed head of a woman on the bar table, and says, get this bitch a bottle of beer. Crazy. What the hell? All right. So Mike Bloomfield and Paul Butterfield uh, know each other. And uh, Paul Butterfield wants Mike Bloomfield to play organ, play piano in his band. Mike Bloomfield says, I play guitar, man. I don't play organ. So eventually he lets them in, but now they have two guitar players. They got Mike Bloomfield on guitar, and they got Elvin Bishop on guitar. Um, At that same time, Bob Dylan contacts Mike Bloomfield to see if he would like to work on his album, Highway 61 Revisited. Um, Bob Dylan had met Mike Bloomfield in the past, in the early 60s, when his first album came out, and Mike Bloomfield... uh, kind of confronted him saying your album's crap uh, watch me play guitar so uh bob dylan remembered him playing guitar and remembered this guy mike bloomfield i'm gonna i want him on my album so uh mike bloomfield is if you listen to like a rolling stone that's mike bloomfield on guitar uh at this same session mike bloomfield meets um al cooper who we'll talk about later so going back to the paul butterfield blues band this is uh early 60s Paul Butterfield, Mike Bloomfield, Elvin Bishop. So Mike Bloomfield is a way better guitar player than Elvin Bishop and sort of uh, overshadows him, you know. And Elvin Bishop, is, is it's obvious that he feels like that. So Mike Bloomfield quits. Doesn't like the way that feels, you know. So Mike Bloomfield decides to start his own band. This is uh, late 60s, 67, late 60s, uh, 
it's called the electric flag. It's sort of a cross between, you know, rock, blues, soul, which Mike Bloomfield refers to as American music. And it's kind of funny how when you think about how when rock bands form, you know, they get a little bit of fame and then they the the uh discover drugs and then the band folds. This kind of worked in the opposite where uh the band was put together already with uh heroin addicts. Uh so that kind of folded pretty quickly. Uh Mike Bloomfield only makes one album with with Electric Flag. They they go on to make another one, but the only good one is the one with Mike Bloomfield, the first one. So after that, Al Cooper, who was at the uh Bob Dylan session, contacts uh Mike Bloomfield about doing a record together this is 1968 al cooper is working at cbs he contacts mike bloomfield because he wants to get a bunch of rock players in the studio and just sort of jam in a relaxed atmosphere that that kind of a thing sort of like the first jam record in the studio so uh it goes well uh mike bloomfield does the first five tracks of the album they take a break um al cooper wakes up the next day to record the next half of the album mike bloomfield's gone the phone rings al cooper uh answers it a woman on the other end says hey what what time is mike bloomfield getting to the airport what are you talking about well al cooper sees a little note left behind and the note reads dear alan couldn't sleep had to go home thanks bye so Mike Bloomfield is uh, an, an insomniac, which which kind of tortures him forever. Uh, he he couldn't last. He couldn't he couldn't handle it, and he had a split. So, Al Cooper contacts Stephen Stills to uh, finish the rest of the album. Uh, the album this is 1968. It peaks at number 12, and it, it becomes a certified gold and al- gold album. It's not bad. It's actually pretty good. And it's a cool album. It's sort of like cool, jazzy, rock jammy songs. It's it's great. It's a good record. So it it being a studio album, um, Al Cooper wants to follow it up with a live album. So he contacts uh Mike Bloomfield again and asks him, you know, hey, what about doing a live album? You you owe me. So Mike Bloomfield says, sure, why not? So they they plan on rehearsing for 10 days. Um, they get together with uh, Bill Graham at the Fillmore. It's going to be a three-night event. And uh, it goes pretty well. It's a cool record. It's a live record. And then after the second night, uh, Al Cooper gets a phone call again saying from uh, Mike Bloomfield's wife that, saying he can't make it, he's in the hospital recovering and trying to get better from insomnia. Ah, crap. So Al Cooper uh, gets uh, Carlos Santana and Elvin Bishop to help finish that album. So it's actually a pretty good, uh, it's a good album. It's a good live album. So after Super Session and uh, that live one, that was called The Live Adventures of uh, Mike Bloomfield and Al Cooper, um, at this point... In Mike Bloomfield's life, he becomes a pretty hardcore junkie. Uh, this is 71, 72, where he basically 
just enjoys shooting up, uh, staying inside and watching the Johnny Carson show. That's it. And it gets to the point where, um, you know, luckily he has friends like this, but they're like all of his good, uh, musician buddies would show up. Carlos Santana showed up saying, what the hell, man, you you asshole. We, we, we come to see you play and now you're just doing it like this. Stay tuned for part two of the blues.